Which sucks because he was so right. responsible. Where are you? I'm in Temecula. This lighting's terrible. Oh, that's worse. Um, but now having all the controls i'm multitasking i was asking my gardener how come one of the lawns is like so massive at my house and he said uh they didn't mow it because it was raining i wasn't in town so i didn't know it was raining wow this guy alexis is gnarly yeah stuff is crazy crazy i'm gonna show oh Oh, okay. Here, I'll 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 peruse his Instagram while we uh wait for him. What are you doing right now? You going to a wedding? No, I'm going to like the brunch afterwards. I'm just kind of hanging out for a minute until the ladies are ready. All right, you can ditch me whenever. Okay, so this guy this guy is what they call an urban climber. Austin Martin Ryan, what's up, guys? Urban climber. Sevon, have you do you have a half pipe in your backyard? Dad core. Yeah, I do. I don't ride it though. I walk around on it. I use a leaf blower on it. <laughs> um, Alexis Landot from France is coming on uh, any minute now. So he says we rescheduled this three times. Um, and I am pretty pumped. I, I wonder how many of these guys there are in the world. He's only been doing it two years, too. That's crazy. I want, does he get arrested every time? Um, I was reading an interview he did, and it sounds like the police are pretty cool with him. I, I was having trouble. It was uh, there's an interview with him on uh, Medium. You know that platform? No. And it's just it's like some self publishing uh, platform, and so um, it's a self publishing platform, and uh, it's, it looks like they translated the interview with him from France, France to English. And uh, so some of the words I wasn't sure, but I think what it sounded like is that you could get a fine up to one year or 15,000 euros, but it sounds like everyone's really, really cool with them. And the reason why <laughs> is, is because he's not endangering other people. He's only endangering himself. But dude, if he fell from there, that's what I was going to make the argument that if he falls off and hits somebody, <laughs> <laughs> they're toast. Yeah. But I imagine, I would imagine that, once he starts to climb, there's probably a crowd of people that like are watching him. I mean, how often do you walk by a building and look up and just see two dudes climbing the side of it? It's it's uh, funny you say that. Um, I I did I had no idea about this until about an hour ago. I was reading another article about him, and you're right. There are people who you know we saw in these videos that you and I were looking at one time together. There's people from the inside of the building for sure looking at him. Like yeah. so, there's people like in the office building, and they see the dude show up, but. <laughs> it says he went to Ukraine on March 7th, and the war there started on February 24th. So he went to the Ukraine on March 7th after the war had started, and he climbed a building there that was 700 feet tall. And uh, 200 people came out to watch him. That's crazy. Uh, don't stand there just in case. <laughs> Please give a little room. Could you imagine? That That sounds so painful to die from another dude fucking hitting you. There's zero mistakes. Zero. Like you don't, you don't kind of slip and how do you, what happens if you slip? Do you catch yourself on what? He says the reason he does this is because um, it's his way of taking control of his life. And then I, and then I read, I read a little deeper and uh, 
I read a little deeper and it says that he's so he has this fear of his loved ones dying. So it's this kind of fear that he lives with. He always is afraid like his mom or sister or his dad's going to die like in a car accident or something. So he does this stuff uh, to sort of feel like he's in control of his life. But I mean, you know, this has got to scare the shit out of his parents. Dude, it scares me. My palms are sweaty right now just watching it on the small screen. <laughs> Susan's retrieving avocados from Stefan's backyard. Yeah. And hey, that's the shirt I make him wear, but he's wearing no pants and underwear. So me and my wife are going in the backyard and sit margaritas and just watch uh, Susan climb trees naked. Yeah. I think there's going to be some comments about the polo for sure. Well, it's just so, it's it, it's it's just so rare to see you in it. So it's like it's like almost like a costume. You know what I mean? It's like it's like my beard. I was thinking about doing a, a suit for the Alex Stein later. Today. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. If I had to die from a dude falling on me, I'd want it to be the CEO. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. I'd want you to be. I'd want you to be laying on your stomach, and I fall directly on you with the heart on. Bam! Just slip into you like a puzzle. <laughs> Not exactly what you wanted, Martin, but since you opened the door. Uh, Matt, in his Sunday's best, looking cute as fuck. I agree. Yeah, You were at a wedding last night? Yeah. Cool. I missed you on the live call-in show. Fancy one. I know. I wanted to be on it. I peeked in real quick because I always do to make sure that they're like going off. I don't, you know, I don't know. As if I could do anything. But was that Gary Roberts on it? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, how about that? I sent him a link and he just called in. <laughs> That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, when I watch, when I see those shots from the GoPros, I don't know why, but I have trouble like separating myself from the footage at that point, and I start to feel a little queasy. Like that shot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's funny because oh. I bought this drone a while back, you know, to like get some video shots, and like I'm thinking you said he's climbed a building that was 700 feet in Ukraine. And I'm thinking about just when I fly my drone like 200 feet, my hands get sweaty. And I'm like, oh, we got to bring it back down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's spiraling out of control. Oh, he's yoked too. Yeah. He had some, uh, he said, he was saying some interesting stuff too that you can climb with, uh, oh, it looks like he did some ninja challenge shit. He's basically saying you can climb with bloody fingers, but you can't climb once your fingers start to lose mobility. Wow. So, because then then shit gets dangerous and i kind i I understand that right like if your knuckles start to get stiff and whatnot but isn't blood really slippery like you hear about that in the ufc for sure i didn't realize how those windows and stuff went in because if you watch him climbing i mean obviously he has to pick his buildings so that'd be an interesting question like how does he pick the building but i imagine like if you look inside he's, he's like sliding his hand like in between the crevice of the buildings and the windows and stuff it, th- and that's how rock climbers do it, though, too, right? Yeah, into the crevices. Um, did you watch that movie, Free Solo? Sorry, go ahead. No, I think I did. That's the Honol movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I, th- I think I saw that in the theater with Dave. Dave and I, would, it, when Dave and I hang out in person, we don't talk. It's so weird. But when we're on the phone, when we're on the phone, we talk like fucking two little fucking 12 year old girls. Even when I go to his house, like I could go to his house like once every four months for like, you know, four or five hours. My kids will be swimming in his pool and we won't talk. (laughs) I I told I when I saw him in Colorado, I was like, hey, dude, even if we're sitting next to each other, we should just talk through the phone. And he actually is like, yeah, probably we would talk more. That's funny. I I just kind of like 
zoned out for a minute thinking about you and Dave walking into a movie together. That yeah, seems yeah. Like a foreign yeah, scene to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never know if I'm with one of those dudes who needs to put a seat in between uh, the, the <laughs> other dude. Uh, so this guy looks like it says, um, oh, it's in, this is in France, so I can't read it. But I'm guessing that dude and all the colored shit, um, that's like the OG. There's a guy he says he looks up to name name Adam. What was that guy's name? Let's see if I can see it. There's some guy in France who's oh uh, Alan Roberts. They spell Alan A L A I N. Um, and then he's considered the French Spider Man. I'm guessing that's him. <laughs> Look at that dude's fingers. Oh, they're all taped up. Oh yeah. I think that picture we saw of him, you guys are saying he's huge. I think he's, I think he's really lean. And I think that was him just blown up to all get out. And and I think he comes from parkour roots. I mean, he's a fucking supermodel. Good looking kid. Um, how do you get into urban climbing? Just one day you're like, ah, I climbed up, you know, two story building. I'll well, like I was thirty story next. Like I was saying in the beginning, um, I, the whole thing is, is he was saying he wants to take control of his life, and the reason why he yeah. wants to take control of his life is that he feels like people that are close to him could die, like loved ones can die. All right, I, I bet you this is going to be a live calling show, back to back. Last night's show was <laughs> last night's show was pretty wild. Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. That's good. I did have a good time. Caleb was acting a little weird. I had a good time. Oh, we already we already have wow. We we already got a monetization limit on the show. I didn't say any of the words. I didn't say the this V show? word or the A word or the N word or the R word or the C word or the I didn't say any of those words. <laughs> None of the alphabet letters. <laughs> but this show's already been flagged. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, last they night's show already it. last night's show already has uh 2700 2, views on YouTube. That's Holy the one's gonna smoke. go over a hundred thousand on Apple. Wow. Dude, the Hiller show is exploding. Yeah. People wanted that one. People wanted that one. We're going to have to bring it back. There was a point in the show where um, uh, I Hiller was saying that um, uh, we were talking about um, uh, David Hippensteel, and he was saying that David Hippensteel could get a pass or that someone could get a pass. And I made this joke that um, uh, I, I made a joke that it was uh, he's not even a minority. And and someone and someone flagged it in the YouTube comments like something was wrong with it. And then I, I don't know if it was Will or you or Caleb. Someone said it's just a joke. And then they said, oh, interesting joke. And then I came on. I said, well, it's not a joke, but it is a joke. But it's a joke that falls under satire. Right. And it's just so weird that people don't get that. Eh, I don't understand. I don't understand what they want to do with that. Like, what are they going to point it out and be like, hey, everybody come over here and be upset at this. Yeah, is it racist? Yeah, it's Come racist. But it's not me being racist. It's satire. I'm making fun of the people who are racist. And who are those people? Those people with the leftist ideology that think it's okay to be racist in order under the guise of being benevolent. It's it's not. Well, sometimes it's not, the weird thing too about satire, satire with like a Babylon B and stuff is sometimes it comes true. Like my <laughs> yeah yeah, they'll put something ridiculous. Well, and yeah, like three months later. It's true. I guess it's it's sat. I wonder if a component of satire is irony. Maybe I don't even know what word I'm using. Should I look up the word satire? Are you getting nervous because you have to go and leave me? Don't be, don't be. I'll be fine. No, they'll they'll yell at me. Oh yeah, that is what satire is. I so I had it right. The use of humor and irony and exaggeration. 
or ridicule to expose or criticize people's stupidity. I should make some ridicule. And, and that person didn't fall for it. So does that mean that person's stupid? That person mm. didn't understand it. Yeah, maybe they misread it. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I see here. Uh, and by Caleb acting weird, <laughs> Seven means Caleb was speaking. Yeah, correct. That's right. Well, what's weird is is that Ken Ken Walters noticed it like you know, uh, ten minutes into the conversation, like, hey, something's different. Something is different. Did you guys sit back in the back row of the theater? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember where Dave and I sat. I always think about like, is there people that that do CrossFit, like have done CrossFit for a while, that like you guys come in and um, and someone's like, holy crap, it's Dave and Sevon. And they're like in the movie theater there. You guys go to lunch and like one of the lunch outings that you went with Greg and everybody's like, oh, crap. I, I will say this, um, this this weekend in Colorado, normally my, my whole career at CrossFit, basically, if I'm with Dave and Greg, people will ask for pictures and I'll never be in the pictures. Not, when I mean never, I mean 99.99% of the time. And if I am in the picture, it's an afterthought and I think the people just feel sorry for me. But that's maybe just my insecurity. <laughs> so I'm always the one who takes the picture, right? So we'll be together and someone, the person will be like, hey, Sevan, can you take a picture of Greg and I? And they hand me the phone. You know what I mean? Just a stranger. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy with that to do that. that. I mean, that's my job. I, you know, what's funny is I thought about what, like if we end up doing one of these sanctionals or the games or something like that and and you're the, and you're there and, you know, let's just say there's other other characters there such as Dave or Greg or something. I would just opt out immediately as I see somebody come up with a camera be like, hey, guys, I'll take that photo for you. Why don't you get in there? <laughs> yes. you know, it's like I, I just headed it off. It's like, no, they probably wanted me in the photo, but I had to take it, you know, just. And and I and I and I did that and I do I did that a lot. So if someone came up, I would also do that too. Like if I knew they wanted a picture, I would just take the camera from them or, or the phone. Yeah. But but this weekend in Colorado, I took a lot of pictures. Podcasts, awesome. I guess I guess people want to have a picture with the guy who does the podcast. Oh, like people people ask a lot for a lot of pictures with you. A lot of pictures, yeah. Oh, and you know what? I thought you it, meant like you bought a photo album together for me to view afterwards of your trip. No, no. <laughs> okay. I re I always realize when I'm around CrossFitters how little I am. Like when I'm working out in my own um, uh, garage, I'm like, damn, I'm looking buff and shit. And then I would go to these events and like everyone's more buff than me. Like all the girls, the dudes, the kids, everyone's buff. Buffed. All right. Uh, I don't think he's coming on. Yeah, we're 14 in. What do you That's guys disappointing. think? Did you check the WhatsApp? He was oh, always super responsive. I did not. I did not. Check I'll check make sure uh, no, yeah, no. Maybe he died. Maybe he fell off a. Maybe he fell off a building. All right. Well, I've been summoned now too. Okay. Bye. All right. I will see you later. Call okay, me after. Okay. Bye. Bye. For crying out, comment the comment friends always. The comment friends always deliver hilarious. The comment friends comment friend oh just the comments in the friends Dylan, what are you doing right now should i send you a link you're gonna come in you're gonna um you're gonna uh pinch hit i know we're supposed to have you on the show okay i'm sending you a link don't oh shit i just saw your shirt i just saw your shirt driveway dumpster and paper street coffee you have the shirt and i'm an island boy nice holy shit Holy shit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. What's cool is I'm always 
prepared. I have nude photos of your mom I'm about to pull up. Who am I talking to? You're about to see. Mm, okay, you guys ready? I was going to start with my next, uh, I was going to start my next uh, live call-in show with this, but I guess we're doing a live call-in show. So let's go to share the screen. This is normally much smoother because I have someone helping me. Okay, you guys ready? And here we go. Uh oh, no, we don't. Up in trees, I've done something new for this fight. I'd have wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I'd have tussled with a whale. I'd have handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone. Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. 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 Last Tell me someone in the comments. Can you hear Ollie talking? Switch was in the bed before the room was gone. I can hear him in my head. Fast. You, George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him picked. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. Been chopping trees. I've done something. Tell new me, yes, fight. Alyssa, yes, you can hear. Isn't it crazy how different right. this is? I have this shit I... talking versus today's shit talking. It's so different. I, does anyone know if Ollie prepared this shit? Did he prepare this? Like, did he know he was gonna say all this, or is this I just freestyle poetry? I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. Fast. Fast last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. He's so fast. My goodness. My goodness. I'm glad you guys could hear that. Shit talking's come a long way, huh? A long way. Not talking about no one's mama, not talking about I, I, I wonder if I wonder if this was I wonder if this was uh I wonder if that was a f I wonder if that was offensive back then. Yo! What's going on, man? To save the show, Dylan Vowell. Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. We don't need no fucking rock climber, building climber. <laughs> hey, I'm a rock climber. All right. I know. I see that thing hanging in the back there. Is that some rock climbing stuff? No. No, I'm actually at a friend's house right now. Oh, is that a lamp? Chandelier? Something like that? Yeah. It looks low. Yeah, well, it was over a table, so you can walk face first into it. Hey, um, what, what day were you supposed to come on? I know you're supposed to come on because you have a fight on May 6th. What day were you supposed to come on? I was supposed to come on um, Friday, and then it got moved to Monday. Um, Monday meaning tomorrow? Yes. All right, well, bitching, now it got moved to now. How are you? How's your time right now? You good? It's great, man. Yeah, I'm good. And, and, and you have some, like, 1980s headphones on. <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're good for work. Uh, what's the cord that's like coming down? That's another headphone. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Dylan, how old are you? I'm 27. And, and you're getting, and you're, and you're in the fight game. I'm in the fight game, some would say. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, you have a, you have such a strong um, intellect to, uh, as well. Do you know that? Like you're a wow. great writer. You say good things. You're insightful. Thank you. <laughs> and you're going to let someone, and you're going to let someone punch that brain of yours. Well, the goal is to not get hit, but <laughs> I guess inevitably it'll happen. Um, you've had one amateur fight. Correct. 
And uh, how'd that go? What happened? It was good. Um, it, it was uh, everything that I wanted out of it. I mean, okay. I lost um, mm-hmm. in a split decision, but man, like I didn't, uh, I lost in the, in the, in the terms of who got their hand raised, but I won for, for, for the goals that I wanted to get out of it. And that was just being able to go through eight weeks of camp and freaking hardship, man. And, um, uh, just tough, tough, grueling exercises and, and, and mitt work and sparring and all that. And, and then to develop a strategy and practice that strategy and execute under extreme pressure, which I did. And unfortunately, it wasn't enough to come away with the, with getting the hand raised, but I still won because I was able to execute our game plan. You were? You were? You were able to, you were, you were able to execute. You were able to execute. I was, yes. And and then, and then, so then why didn't you win? Uh, because I would say I wasn't active enough. Um, I was active with forward pressure, active in the wrestling, active, um, with the wall wrestling, all that was, was good. And that was all part of the game plan, but he was a phenomenal striker. So he had more volume of strikes. It was similar to the Darian weeks fight actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Which when you, when you go up with a, uh, a, a striker who, who's going to really is the guy to- you fight, is it, is it this guy, Eli Wilson I'm looking at here? Yes. Okay. Okay. And did he have a karate stance? Yeah, yeah. So okay. he comes from Upstate Karate, which is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's uh, gym. Ray Thompson. Oh, oh you know, shit. Okay. Corner. Okay. It was okay. like a celebrity appearance. So the pressure's really on, right? <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. That kid was incredible, and his brother's fighter as well. Um, they're great. And uh, but he, yeah, he he outdid me in footwork and outdid me in striking. But uh, we weren't going to get into a footwork battle with somebody who's got great footwork. You know, it's not enough time for for my novice, you know, to to catch up in that realm. So we focused on really pushing the pressure, getting him up against the fence. We knew we were going to win in the, in the wrestling. Um, but to the judges' eyes, man, when you're throwing out a lot of strikes, landing or not, or they're just seeing that they're beating you to the punch. Yeah, and it, it went, it went, it went the distance. It did. Okay, so that's another reason why you feel good. Sure, yeah. Yeah, plenty of uh, uh, time to learn in there. Um, you go in there and get knocked out or have a quick knockout. For your first fight, that's not the best because you want to see what you're made of, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, and, man, third round, grueling, you know? That's what I wanted. I wanted, like, let's push the pace. Let's try anyway, you know? Let's let's dig down deep. And all I heard, uh, with a minute left, uh, was from my coach. When I had him up against the wall, my coach, uh, in my corner just screamed out as loud as he possibly could. We need a takedown. And we worked on this particular takedown off the wall a ton of times in training. And so I went down for the high crotch, hoisted him over my head and slammed him on the mat and ended it with a little bit of ground and pound. So that's how the bell with the bell rang at the end of the third round with you on top of him. Yeah. Oh, that's good, dude. And the first round. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, so if you would have won, would you have been surprised or no? 
could have gone. It was that close. I haven't seen the fight. I just tried to pull it up. I can't find it. No, I thought I, I thought I had done enough with that final takedown. Is I it on we YouTube? Were, it is. Yes. Okay, so you thought you won. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure, with that final takedown, ending in ground and pound top position, like I knew it was one one going into the third round. My coach was honest with me in that sense of I rocked him in the second round pretty bad, um, but then he kicked me in the old. Uh, did Cockins? Yeah, wow. Cockamals, and, and, wow. and that one—that's a weird one because it doesn't hurt like a normal nut shot. Like it just zaps you. You're 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 just you have nothing left instantly. It's a weird feeling. Is it the LFA twenty-seven? No, that's that's his brother. His brother fights for the LFA. Um, okay, you're gonna want to go to. Um, I, I, you could probably type in my name in YouTube and, and it'll pop up. I thought I thought I did type D I L. Is it one L or two L's? Two L's. D-I-L-L-O, yeah, vowel. Yes. Versus Eli Wilson. Yes. Yeah, I don't fucking get it. Am I spelling vowel wrong? Oh, Aries Fight Series 2, Eli Wilson versus Dylan Vowell. Yes. Oh, there you go. Surprise, surprise. Oh, shit, you guys really did go the distance. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, before I put this on, I have some questions I don't want to forget. Um, How long have you been crossfitting? Um, I think I started back in, I think tech, probably technically my first workout was fight gone bad, I believe. Um, and that was in the military. Um, and that was probably 2014. Okay. So you've been crossfitting for a while. When you talk about that third round, for those of us who've never been in that situation, is, is there anything um, tantamount to that in CrossFit? where you're like, oh, shit, I got to dig? Or is it never like that because there's there's no one there to punch you in the face? I would I would say through the CrossFit competitions that I've done, yes, it's it's similar. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it would just be how you contend with yourself and, like, your 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 notion to quit, you know? I, I think how, how much of a hold do you have on that? And in the gym, it's really easy to succumb to that, right? Like, um with a barbell and, 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 you know, I can set it down or I can walk around the other side of the barbell to catch another breath. And like, yeah, there is a bit of urgency that makes it different. Um, uh, like with, they're still coming, <laughs> you know, they're still trying to hurt you. So there's no real time to like drop your hands or, 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 or step off the gas pedal. Um, and I felt that in competitions. Um, um, how was your conditioning for this? It was we happy with, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. Um, my coach did a lot of uh, good stuff with me to to make sure we were ready for a three round war. Um, and this is and this is coming towards the. This is with uh, fifty eight seconds left in the fight. Yes. And that's you, that's you pressing him against the fence right there. Yes. And what weight class is this? This is one seventy. Damn. And what do you walk around at? Uh, before the, uh, when I stepped in the, when I started camp, I was about 200 pounds. Oh shit. Oh, you handled them. Wow. Does he come up easy or is that hard? What you just did? It was, it was so hard. <laughs> it was like, my legs were full of blood, you know, lactic acid, all that. And like, you just, you feel like you don't have it in you, but I just, I, I knew I had it in me somewhere. So I was like, it's I'm getting you off the fence, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Does he make a noise? Is he surprised when he goes up in the air? I would have imagined he was surprised, uh, but he didn't make a noise. I actually almost knocked myself out on his hip when we landed. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't change uh, in the air to a better position. 
Um, and oh, so you finished strong, dude. Holy shit, you finished strong. Uh, let's see, let's see where you almost knock you. Let's see where you almost fucking ding yourself here. It was right in the beginning of the second round. Oh, and oh, right in the beginning. Oh, you're talking about me when I landed? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. See. You can't really tell because my head was buried in his hip and his hip bone just hit my temple so hard that I just saw a flash of light. Dude, like, look oh. at him. I mean, you pull him up so easy. <laughs> so that's hard as shit. Yeah. Well, um, no, relatively. Yeah. To that, in that time in the fight, yes, it was very difficult. If you're doing it in practice or you do it fresh, like it's, it's not that difficult with right mechanics. Right. And he is, um, I mean, I mean, not all the way up to his midline, but you got quite a bit of his body over you already yeah. when yeah. you lift and you dig. Oh, man. Okay, so you th- so no wonder. Now it all kind of makes sense why you feel so good about the fight. You finished on top. You thought probably you won two of the rounds, and it's just an amateur debut. I shouldn't say right. just. I mean, it's huge for you and for anyone. You know, a lot of people never do that. But if that was a... Your professional fight, you'd be like, what the fuck? Because it's there forever. It's like it's on your permanent uh, high school record. Yeah, you'd probably be like, what the fuck? Because you get half your purse. <laughs> you know? Oh, you do? You only get typically, half your purse too? Oh. Typically, yeah, with professional fights, you, you, you know, the loser gets half, um, which sucks. But I guess there's uh, how, incentive there to win, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Um, How old is that kid? I think he's 26. He's around my age, 26 or 27. And uh, do you know how many fights he had had? He had no, no, no fights, no, uh, no MMA fights. He was a, he was a, uh, uh, he was a, uh, I think just doing kickboxing his entire life because of his family and the gym he was a part of. Okay. So that was a fair fight. That was a good fight for both of you, two high level fit dudes, but who had never had a fight. Correct. And yeah, then, and then who are you? He was definitely way more versed in the, in the fight game than I was. I, I just had a little bit of wrestling experience and then six months of, of training. And who are you fighting on May 6th? I'm fighting a guy named, um, geez, now I don't even remember. Uh, what, what's the Dylan Val event tickets, May 6th, uh, 6 p.m. venue. Oh, here, I got the link right here. It's in Knoxville. Yes. Home of John yeah. McCarthy. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, and it's the Aries Fight Series. Um, wow, a table there. Oh, the, it's fucking sold out. The tables are sold out. Yeah, yeah, it's sold out. Uh, well, the tables are sold out. Tickets, I think, are, are still available. Um, just I'm looking edition. who. I'm looking who you're fighting. Um, Cody Farm, no. Uh, Blake, no. No. Stephen Kent. Yes, Stephen. You're fighting at 155. Yes, sir. Okay, tell me about that. What happened? What, so that last fight we saw, you fought at 170 welterweight, and now you're dropping down to what? What is that? Lightweight? Lightweight. Lightweight. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, man, I was just fat. <laughs> you know, I was just, I was just fat, and uh, knowing that, like, well, I weigh 200 pounds, but I'm five nine, and so it's like I'm not going to fight at 200. Typically, like amateur fighter debuts will go in at their walking around weight. Um, yeah. But I was like, I. I can get down to 170 because I know I was just fat. And then from there, like one, once I went through the eight weeks of just good nutrition and a lot of cardio and, and training and all that, you, you just naturally lose weight. So I, I did about a 10 pound, 10 or 12 pound uh, water cut 
Um, so I was down to about 185. When I walked 180, and then when I walked in the cage, I was like 183 or something like that. What'd he say? He said, he said you're looking good, too. <laughs> uh, what, the Dylan Val I'm staring at right here on this camera right now, how much do you weigh right now? I weigh 170. Oh, shit. And, and so, so you, have you been training at the weight? When was that fight that we just saw, that Eli Wilson fight? November 2nd last year. Okay, so uh, so five months ago, four months ago. Yeah. And oh, look, one of your sponsors is is is, is piping off in the comments here. We all better stream this fight. Yep, yep oh, we will. Dude, Gabe is amazing. We, man. we will. Uh, so um, so since that you fought that fight, you're a 200 pound man who fought that fight at 170. Yes. Since you went down to 170 back in November, let's say that's November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Let's say let's say six months ago. Um, what what have you stayed at the 170 weight? Well, I, I was right around 180. I mean, the entire. One, okay, so when right, and you said that. Sorry, when you walked in the ring, 180. Did you ever go above that? Did you have you been back up to 200 since your fight? Nope, not at all. Okay. That's why I decided wow. down to 155 because I was like, well, I can, can you know get back into a caloric deficit, good nutrition, do all the training. And then I'll have plenty of time to just lose more weight and, uh, get down to a, uh, a more, um, achievable water cut, if you will. Um, cause you don't want to do a 30 pound water cut. I mean, that's, that's death's door. You, know, you want you to don't, 10, 15 pounds. You know, you see a lot of guys, uh, um, who, even six days before their fight, especially guys who are, are, are coming from a 200 pound down to 155, you, their faces will look funny. You look good. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. you look you look like a, you look good, like Marcus Philly. Good. Well, even better than him. That motherfucker been walking around like really sucked up lately. Do you follow him? He, dude, he's so shredded. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. But his work. I kind of want to go probably. over to his house and make him eat something. He's like he's too skinny. Yeah, I remember watching you do the behind the scenes and talking to Marcus. Philly and all, and all them, you know. Yeah, um, let me it's see cool to I see can. him doing his own thing now. Oh, he's a beast. But let me see how, how skinny he is. Yeah, you're looking good. I can't believe you're going to get down to 155. Oh, he's, it looks like he's put on – his face looks better again. I'm looking at his post. Yeah, yeah, he looks better. He was too skinny for a minute. Yeah, I'll, I'll share this with you, and then we'll get back to talking about you. I wonder oh, how healthy he feels now. Um, being outside of such a high-level competition in the CrossFit Games. In like oh, probably so sessions. much better. Right, he feels right. so much better, yeah. But his face looks great here, right? But yeah. but if you look at him, maybe it was like six months ago. He wasn't looking so good. L like this, like this, like this is uh, like that. That's too oh, skinny. Wow. See his cheeks? What was he doing with nutrition? Was he doing it like something experimental or? I don't, I don't know. I just come for the picks. I don't do any of the reading. I just stare at the picks. I mean, look at his fucking back. It's, it's insane. It's a yeah. burlap sack full of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think that's where you're headed at 155. When's the yeah. last time you weighed 155? Oh, sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Say that again, sixth no, grade? No, I'm joking. I, I wrestled at oh. 152 when I was a junior in high school. Um, so that's probably, probably the last time after that, I, I, I got into the bodybuilding, like gained a bunch of weight for baseball. It, it, um, what is your, uh, Instagram at relentless Dylan vowel? All one word. Yes. B I L L O N E O W E L L. Yes. How's that? That's perfect. 
All right, bam. Um, so you're fighting this guy. You're going to fight at 155, and you've never fought at 155. Correct. And you think you'll walk into the ring probably closer to 170 than 150? Probably, yeah. Um, any yeah. part of you nervous about that weight cut? That's 20 pounds in, from where you're at right now in six days. I'm nervous. That's why I ask. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. It, it's, it takes grit, and I'm confident yeah. in that. Yeah, and you look good. Um, and what will you be eating for the next five days? Like, what's the 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 foundation of your diet? What will it be like chicken just, and broccoli? No, just pretty, well, sort of. I mean, not not really any vegetables. Just can't have any carbs uh, or salt. So it's just protein and fats. Whatever fits that mold with no salt and no carbs, protein and fats. Um, so it could be hamburger or eggs or you know any of that. Um, and so you can eat entirely through the out through the entire water cut. It's just. It's all about water loading and then a few days of cutting it out. So, um, so not avocados and no go. Probably do the oil. Um, but I would, I don't know. I don't know the, uh, carbohydrate content of like, so a, you'll just eating avocado. So for the next five days, you'll just have hamburger meat and chicken and shit. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, I don't, I don't care. Like I, I, I just like, it's just fuel at that point, you know? And so it's just, and I, I fast uh, 20 hours a day anyway, so I don't like. No shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's seven yeah, days I, a week. I hate, I hate eating during the day. I cannot stand it. It makes me tired. No, even if it's good food, like I just get tired immediately and I don't like that. I just go, you know, I like going and feeling, feeling hyper aware throughout the day. And yeah, so typically like outside of something like this training, I'm such a freaking glutton. So I'll. I'll get a pizza on the way home, you know, <laughs> to get right. a whole pizza or something, uh, in those four hour, uh, feed window. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I can't, if I, I don't eat before a podcast ever. Your mind like, works that, better. You think? Yeah. I just, I, I yeah, I just don't want to be, um, there's a, uh, like you're saying, there's a, a lethargic, maybe too strong, but there's right. definitely a component of that. Or so yesterday I, um, uh, yesterday i did i i flew home from denver and i don't i uh, and, and i and all they had were fucking waffles on the airplane so i asked for a bag of beef jerky and then the bag of beef jerky comes i open it i eat one piece and i'm like oh, i better check the 13 grams of sugar in my so then i'm like hey do you have any nuts and he brings me the nuts and the first ingredient i see is sunflower oil i'm like you motherfuckers so i get home and i can't remember if i oh i went to um i went to kelly clark uh she's a uh uh aspiring games athlete she was having a fundraiser and i went to her event and her boyfriend there was making hamburgers and uh so i so i ate like three hamburgers right and then i came home and i'm like okay and i started watching the fights did you watch the fights i did not no oh god oh god okay we'll, we'll talk about that in a second so i come home and i'm watching the fights and i'm preparing and at the same time i'm sort of preparing for the podcast and i have one can of kombucha like alcohol eight percent mixed with three cans of sparkling water i put it in a huge thing so it's like so diluted right right it's like but even then but uh 45 minutes before the podcast i get on the assault bike and i fucking get at it i need to sweat all that shit out i need to feel light i need to go into the podcast like wishing i could eat something i yeah. just have to i just i just i don't want to feel any lag i don't want to feel yeah, no lag. Yeah, I want to be like kind of like hungry, kind of like happy to be here, but anxious for it to be over to eat. I wonder if there's some component to it, like uh, through uh, some some kind of uh, the nature of us through throughout our lineage that that like uh, 
I wouldn't want to call it starvation, but maybe it triggers something in your mind to be more alert and more, because I feel like I'm, um, I problem solve far better. Like when you're a little, when you have a, well, you know, there's that, that theory that basically you're more alert. So you're like seeing like a fly go by or an animal right. go by. Cause you got to grab it and eat it and get that like little, even if it's a fly, that bit of protein. But there's also the part of this. I, I I think it's safe to say that no world-class athlete uh, in the in, in a track and field event has ever won uh, the in the longer time domains who's not dehydrated. Like I don't think I think it's I don't think anyone's ever won the New York City Marathon crossing the finish line like um, hydrated. There, I have to guess, hundred percent are dehydrated. Right. Right. There's no way they could. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. And so there's an element to peak performance at. Um, I mean, I mean, we all know that feeling when you're just fucking working out and you're starving, but you feel so light and you're getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, you can and, and I don't know, I it, particularly in training, like I achieve that flow state way better. You know where your flow state is that we said? Yeah, flow state. I've heard, you know, I, I would imagine that's what I'm experiencing. That's what I've heard it referred to as. You know, but yeah. where you're just hyper focused and nothing matters but the task in front of you. Um, and and, and when you when you can get there it's because you got past that initial like wanting to quit it because it's hard when you want to stop because your body's telling you all these things like we can just stop for a moment we can just we can just if if we just take a deep breath or if we drop our hands for a second or if we fake an injury you know or whatever like you want out and 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 to contend with that and and to to break through that barrier of saying no to your mind um, that's when you can get in those flow states and it's hard to get there, but that's what I thrive on. Like, I love, I love experiencing that because you know what, man, everything in life is hard and you're going to have to be able to suck it the fuck up. What do you mean Wait. by, uh, there, there's two things I want to uh, ask you real quick. Um, one, and I just don't want to forget this. Um, we, you know what we should do after this fight? I was going to say we should ask the, the the Aries fight series if we can just play your fight after this and have you talk about it. Like just do an hour and a half show where you break it all down. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Oh, that he gouged me there. Oh, right here my balls, like one of my balls went up into me. Like just yeah. really it would be so fun. Yeah, um, it would be awesome. But then I was like, fuck them. Even if they don't let us, all they're going to do is just monetize it off my account. And I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> so let's do that if you want. Um, what do you mean everything in life is hard? Like um, when you when you push the button and send me $19.99 and you only have a $21 in your account, is that hard? <laughs> man, you've yeah. given me so much money. Hey, man, that's why I'm on this po- uh, podcast right now. Philanthropy, right? <laughs> <laughs> you scratch my back. I scratch your back. Hey, man, I'm... I'm I'm still mind blown that I'm, that I'm on here, but I appreciate so, so, it. So, so, so what do you mean everything in life is hard? You know how, uh, when you have tragedy, right? You mean like your dog dies or like you get your dog finger chopped off by dies. a saw? Or? Yes. Okay. Like, that's tragic and that sucks and that's hard, right? Um, thanks. So. My life's so easy though. Like for me, it's like a gopher ate, like killed one of my trees. That's like the worst thing that happens in my life. My life's easy. I think that I think that your life is easy because you have uh, spent years of practicing to make it easy. Um, right. And by right. by what I mean by everything in life is difficult or hard or like think smaller than the tragedy and think to your overwhelming willingness to quit because it applies to everything you do. I guarantee it. When you get home from a long day at work and you don't do the dishes. 
you quit. Oh. Right? You, you, you succumb to that notion of I'd rather relax than get something very simple done. It probably takes five minutes. That, and it, that is the prime example of what goes through my head always, the little things. It's like every decision that you make in not doing the dishes or that tiny little task where you're like, ah, I get in the morning. That's chalk one up for the quit side. So the more you can identify these little things where you don't quit at and you refuse to, to uh, uh, relax and, yeah. and, and get things done that need to be tended to right then, because you have the time, right? Don't say you don't have time. Because I don't care if you get home at 1030 uh, and you got a shower and you got to eat and, and it's midnight. Oh, dishes are still there. Guess what? Another five minutes before you can lay down. With the more things you can identify with that, the more your life becomes smooth. It becomes an easy ride because it's not up to question anymore. I don't have to say, am I going to do the dishes? Am I not going to do the dishes? You know? The things that... Those wow, little, that's those how you compile. raise kids too, by the way. Go on, go on. Say that again. Compile. Those little, things, those little things that, that, that you ignore, they compile. And I'm not saying that the dishes will always... They'll just build up, build up, build up, obviously, right? But every time you decide not to do something like that, it, it, it will affect your life down the road. So down the road... The more times you could have gotten rid of all that quit, by, by the time I'm 50 years old, like seven Matosi, and I'm living in paradise because right. I figured it all out. Right. And I use the dishes scenario because, man, I work a lot. I work all day, full-time job, uh, and uh, my job is physical, uh, pretty physical. I'm a general contractor for uh, residential construction and like commercial construction and uh, maintenance as well, property maintenance. And so it can get physical. In what state? In what state? Ohio. Okay. And so then I have to drive to my gym and train. Well, I get off at maybe 6.30, maybe 7. I'm still going to the gym to train, right? I might get off at 5.30. It just depends. Um, I still got to drive to the gym and train. And I put in two, three, three hours if I can. Drive home, it's late. When I get home... If there's something that needs to be done, I'm doing it because in a few months, there's going to be this precious thing in my life that's going to demand a lot of attention from my fiance. Your, your fiance is pregnant? Yes. Oh, wow. Did I know that? Uh, probably. I don't know. Oh, congratulations. Crazy. Thank you. So I, I take on this practice of of doing the, those little things because she's going to be holding this infant nonstop. That's going to demand so much of her that she's going to look to me to pick up the slack. So it's like, right. you don't start picking up the slack when the baby's here. That's when it's overwhelming. You can't deal with it. You start practicing now. Are you going to keep fighting? Yes. Yeah. She knows that. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's dude. She's game. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Bruce, uh, so this is not the um, – I Bruce deserves – he's always here, so he deserves an explanation of what the fuck is going on with this show today. Uh, so the urban climber, Alexis Landot, didn't show up. Uh, we immediately turned to the bench and picked up Monday's uh, guest, uh, Dylan Vowell, who um, all of you guys know who listen to this show. And uh, he's having a second amateur fight on May 6th against – not Eli Wilson. That's who he fought in November. It's against it's against Stephen. Oh, don't tell me who no. is it. Stephen Kent. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Kent. And and he's dropping from one seventy one to one fifty five. This is the first time he's fighting at that weight. 
and, and we're and it's gonna be the Aries series. I wonder what time this is at on um I wonder what time this is at. What's the May sixth is uh what day? Is that a Friday or Saturday? Friday. Hey, are you can are you allowed to drink water now? Friday. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm in, I'm in the midst of uh the water load. Okay. So you can drink as much water as you want right now. Yes. Oh well it's it's actually measured. It's two gallons, then one gallon, then one gallon, um, and then half a gallon, and then no gallons. Is that just a um a wisdom uh, that all fighters know? Like, is that just like like whether you're Alexander Volkanovsky or Dylan Val, you're that's the that's the protocol. I think it's uh, probably the standard of practice. Yeah, for probably higher level fighters, like I said, amateurs don't typically uh, cut too much weight. Um, but it's important to load before you cut, because if you don't load, like a lot of people, like if you don't know this method, you're essentially just going to be starving yourself and drinking no water, and it's going to suck way more than it has to. Um, is, is the reason why you picked up fighting, um, one of those things that you were just referencing that, Hey, you better do it. Like it was, there's things that compile on the outside, which is dishes, but fighting was something that was compiling inside. Like, Hey, these are some things I'd like to do. I'd like to climb Mount Everest. I'd like to be nicer to my mom. I'd like to do professional fighting. Like, you know, like that list of things, like you're like, okay, I'm never, I'm not going to talk back to my parents. I'm a man now, or I'm, you know, whatever. Hey, uh, anytime my wife upsets me, I'm going to make sure I don't snap quickly. I'm going to take a deep breath. You know, like we have like these things that we're like trying to improve our life that we rules we place. Is, Is that, is fighting one of those? Like, Hey, fuck. I, I want to know what it's like to fight and I'm tw- and I'm 27. I better fucking do it before the window closes or no. There's probably a little bit of that. Um, but no, essentially. Okay. Um, then where's it come I, from? I have a, uh, I have a tremendous, I don't want to call it. it it's a fear. I have, I have a tremendous fear of not being able to um, respond under pressure. That fight or flight. I, I fear the, the 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 flight. I fear the freeze. You know, I fear, and, and it stems from my childhood. I, I the traumatic experience in my childhood that lingered with me, lingered with me for to this day. And so I think as I got older and as an adult, um, fortunately, when when like pressure situations came about or I got myself into some dumb shit and I had to fight, <laughs> maybe you know. Um, I was able to respond, you know, and that that's unfortunate that I didn't freeze in, in, in the, the adult world. Um, but I still fear it. And I don't think that it, uh, it, just because I recognize that I can respond under pressure or act under pressure. That's like with everything in life, just because you can do it doesn't mean you shouldn't practice it. It's a tool. You must sharpen it. And for me, it's protecting my family. So I go, I go, I go as deep as you can go with it to my family being attacked in the middle of the night and me not being able to get up out of bed. I go, if we're out. Do you ever practice that? Do you ever practice that? um, Like, so, so like what I'll do sometimes is I'll wake up at three in the morning. Like my eyes will just pop open and I'll just go straight to where uh, my guns are. um, mm -hmm. Open the safe, open the safe in the dark, get the gun and walk out into the living room. And, yeah. I'm, and I just like I just did an impromptu practice fire drill like yeah. I wasn't planning it or anything, but I probably do that at least once a month just to like, you know, just to be like, hey, it's just like something you should just practice like that. Like, will you do that? We Stuff like plan. that. We have yeah. a plan. Um, we have a hard like, point in the house mm-hmm. um, and a hard point is essentially where you're that's it. You're there and you're 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 locking down and you're not moving. That's the fight um, to the death spot. 
that's the, that if they go there, like if somebody breaks into your house, I would imagine typically they're not there to murder you. They're there to rob you. Um, right. So the right. important thing is to not engage that, okay. that to me. Yeah, I used to. That was the plan before I had a wife and kids. If someone sure. ever breaks into my house to jump out the window and run down the, to the bar, get a beer and then come back and call the cops like that seriously was the plan. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I ain't fighting. But now it's like, fuck you. You're dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for sure. For <laughs> sure. I go back and, a little bit. <laughs> I, I've talked to I've talked to uh, quite a few people um, who are well versed in the uh, home defense uh, yeah. area and uh, yeah. through combat and stuff, military and stuff like that. It, yeah. Um, I always, I always try to, uh, gain their insight on something like this because, um, I should probably do that too. I just made up my shit in my head. <laughs> I, I think, the, I, think, I think the, uh, that's, that's, that's where it starts. Right. And then you can refine it down into a plan. But, um, you, it, the important thing is to have a hard point. You gotta have some, some, somewhere where it's Fort Knox. Yeah. Somewhere to go to. That's the immediate. You hear someone kicking the door. You know, the wife and kids are going to that room because it's the room that's the least accessible. Right. You tuck them in there. And if you want to go and fight, then you go and fight. And maybe that's the better option. But maybe right. it's the better option to not engage at all. You all uh, hunker down yeah. Yeah. In, in the in the fort. And then if they come into that room, you're melting They're, their barrel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All the while, as soon as they kick in that door, you get into the hard point and you call the cops. Yeah. You wait for them to come. Do you have I a dog? Do. I do. Yeah. And I contend with that a lot too, because I, I, I some people think that I, me and the dog should go engage because the dog can be my, my point man. He can go down there first and he's going to attack and he's going to, he's going to grab somebody. Um, yeah. My dog would, my dog would be so, if my dog grabs someone, they're in so much fucking trouble. Yeah. I have a German shepherd. So yeah. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. And but my dog definitely think. wants to engage. My dog wants to engage yeah. so bad. It's hard to think that um, I kind of feel like in a way I, I have a hard time with it because it feels like a canary in the coal mine because um, he'll go down and, and he'll jack somebody. But if there's multiple guys like he's dead. Oh, yeah. But do you care about that? Not when it comes to <laughs> you, you feel bad for your dog. Sorry, I don't mean to sound like a cow's no, piece of no, shit. I love my point. I love my dog. But part of me is like. Well, no, it, I know what you're saying, right? And, and when it comes to protecting your family, you're like the dog's yeah. dead. Like, yeah. see ya. You're yeah. you're the canary. Yeah. I would. Sorry, eat, I've even thought I would eat my dog. I've thought about circumstances where I'd eat. Have, I'd have to eat my dog. Oh yeah, you'd have to for sure. Yeah, I'd start yeah. with the eat cat, him. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but but I I think of it not in the sense of of comparing it to my family. Is I go? Is it necessary? Can I take right. the dog and the wife and the kids? to the hard point and we hunker down there and if they isn't it amazing think about it you're so much more capable than me and and yet your plan that's the thing that people don't realize the more capable people are the less they want to engage Hmm. it's like that with all the 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 jujitsu guys i know all the black belts all the guys who are the collegiate wrestlers like they're not the like the bar breaks out in the fight and they're like holding their beer up you know what i (laughs) mean like excuse me yeah they're not they're not fucking no one up but 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 also if something really weird does go down they just will go over there and just take care of it yeah and and they're usually pretty calm at first and then if it gets squirrely then they just kind of toss the dude over the fence yeah yeah it's amazing so you you've you've seen enough violence every day you don't need to you're not you don't need to do it to prove anything yeah you're just like um mine's fear-based yours is like safety-based yes i'm all about necessity is this necessary do i have to engage um, yeah. at what point, like it, I, I think that if you can't talk somebody down, 
um, or get away from the situation, um, they better have done something pretty crazy or they might be crazy, you know, to where you just have to engage. But I think in most cases, you can either get away from the situation or you can uh, sometimes talk them down. Hey, dude, my bad. I didn't mean to piss you off or insult you. I'll buy you a beer. You know, set the ego aside just to protect yourself from getting hurt or you hurting somebody and maybe killing somebody by them smacking their head off the concrete. I wonder if you could explain the political ideologies in that way, too. Like, I defend my house like a liberal, like fear-based, like like scared. Right. And the, and, 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 and I, I'm just – I don't know if this is true. I'm just making a shot at this. And the conservative guys are, like, tough, and they know they have guns, and they shoot bears, and they shoot birds, and they, they bring food for their family. And they're more and – so, and so they're more like, hey, it's safety. It's safety first. And the liberal guys don't understand that. So when they see the guns and they, they, they project all of that violence onto those guys, but those aren't the violent guys. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the violent guys. And that's why um, the, the liberal politicians are the warmongers. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're fear-based, you know? Right. And the, but, but, but the Republicans are, are portrayed that, that, that because they're collecting the, the missiles. Mm. I, I wonder if there's something to that. Are, are you conservative? Are you more conservative than liberal? I don't, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would think. I, I don't yeah. know. I like, I'm not big into politics, but I'd say um, I like maximum personal freedom. Well. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're liber- You're probably libertarian. Yeah. Sure. Call me yeah. whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Cause to me, yeah. there's so few, like you can I do actually- heroin. Just don't do it in, on my kids uh, in, in, in Starbucks. Go do it in right. your own house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When and- you do it in Starbucks, it's no good. The Starbucks is trying to run a business and I'm in there trying to tutor my kid in math. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, think- what, what incident happened as a young man? that you froze in? I was probably oh, 10 years old. Um, and we had a stepdad and he was, um, you know, the relationship crumbled with him and my mom. Um, and I don't know the details as to why or what, you know, but you know, a week before there was a smash computer, you know, he threw the, the computer monitor on the ground, you know, he got started getting weird and kind of violent. Um, and so my mom kicks into the curb. Um, and then, uh, at one point in the middle of the night, he, she had the locks changed the day before. And in the middle of the night, he came in, kicked the door in. And I was again, like 10 years old immediately when I heard that happen, that bang, I don't know what a break in is, but I knew nothing was good. <laughs> right, you know? right. And uh so I my eyes shot open and I just remember laying there staring at the ceiling petrified. I could not move. I had, yeah. I had, and no matter what I could do, I couldn't move. And he went straight into my mom's room, uh, attacked her. She dialed 911, uh, I think in time from what I remember, but he grabbed the phone and smashed it, got on top of her, held a knife to her throat. So from you know, 20 feet away as a 10 year old, all I'm thinking is I have to protect my mom. I have to protect my mom. I have to protect my mom, but I couldn't move. Right. I had a baseball bat. It was like, it was like a little league baseball bat, you know, I was tiny. So I had a small baseball bat and all I could think was grab the bat and go in there, hit him over the head. Like I had all these things were going through my head, like, go, go, why aren't you moving? Go. Yeah. Um, and 
it was just, it was a very uh, short incident. Like this isn't a long duration. This is probably, you know, I would guess it seemed forever in the moment. And in, in retrospect, it's, it's probably like, it was probably like a couple minutes, you know, of, of just a tussle of just a fight. And he smashed the phone. Once he realized she called the cops, he hightailed it out of there. Um, and so that's where I felt like an ability to, I ha- I could have done something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe I hit him over the head with a bat and he just laughs at me and then kicks me in the face, you know? Like, yeah. And, and, and maybe, it maybe kills you or maybe kills right. your mom. Yeah. Right. And, but, or, but maybe, or you hit him or you hit him in the head and he goes unconscious and you saved your mom. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the, I mean if she would have died, you, if she would have died, you'd be fucking in the park right now shooting heroin. Probably. Yeah. You'd well, my sister up. does that. So, you know, maybe okay. I think it was likely for me to go there one, one way or another, but how old your um, sister? Uh, fuck 35. She better so, stop, yeah. man. That fentanyl thing's not a joke. It's everywhere. <sighs> yeah. She gotta man, stop. It's, it's been her pretty much her whole life. Um, but I don't live with that. Like I don't, uh, that doesn't dwell. If it, that doesn't uh, consume me, that memory. Right. But I, I take it and I file it and I use yeah. it frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, you leverage it? Yes. You, you bring your ego out to, it's, it's funny you say that I, so I have a friend who, um, I have a friend who is a police officer and his, and his officer who, um, who is his train, his, I forget what they're called. They're like, have a a three letter word. Field training officer. Field training officer. Yeah. Field training. FTO. Yeah. Um, he, he, he was ambushed and killed. Oh, and he was telling me yesterday that at the at the gym and at the department, he has the guy's picture up on the wall. And he uses it. And that's probably the most crude way to do that. I, I mean that in a, in a positive way, not a negative way. But he, he has the picture up there. So anytime he feels like tapping or not going harder, he looks up at his, his field training officer. Right. And uses it for motivation. But there's other ways that the ego can be leveraged too and also in, in, in all sorts of situations that are uh, positive. And that that is what we should do. I, at least I, I believe that that is what we should all do. We should be leveraging our ego, not letting our ego leverage us. I agree. Um, I, had so, I had something similar like that happen. I was in, I've told the story before. I was in a car at like a Wendy's and uh, my sister accidentally honked the horn. I was probably... 12 my sister was 16 probably just got his driver's license we're in the drive-thru and the guy gets out of the car and he's like a 40 or 50 year old man big dude and he just starts fucking screaming at us and spitting at the car and coming over to my sister's car door and banging on her window and then coming to mine and banging on the hood and i just felt like i felt horrible i felt fucking horrible and it said that sat with me for fucking 15 years you know what i mean yeah. Just like I wanted that. I don't know what I would have done, but like, I just want, I, I like part of me wishes I would have done something. Not part of me. All of me wishes I would have done something to protect my right. sister. Even though like we were in no harm's way, we we're in the car. Right. Um, but, uh, I don't know if you heard the Will Smith story, but, but after that thing happened with Chris rock, I played it on one of the shows in his mm-hmm. biography. Um, he, ba- he saw, a man go into his room. I don't know who it was if, or his mom's room or in the kitchen. He saw, he witnessed someone punch his mom in the face and knock her to the ground and blood pour out of the side of his face. And he didn't do it out of her face and he didn't do anything. And when I heard that, I'm like, Oh, that's what he's doing. He's standing up for his wife. He doesn't want to relive that mm-hmm. again. He's trying to make, he's trying to like, you know, rewrite the story. He just chose a kind of a weird time to do it. Do you think he chose the weird time to do it? 
because he's reactionary and not responsive. Now it's it's it's. Explain that, that to me more. That, Explain that to me more. When you have an experience like that, <clears throat> and that lives with you, yeah, like he talks about, yeah, I'll never let that happen. With my experience, I'll never let that happen. But how I choose to make sure it never happens is I practice it in every way possible. I'm in constant competitions with 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 with, you know, being under the lights and things like that. CrossFit competitions or you know baseball or like whatever uh, wrestling I, I was always striving to like perform perform under pressure perform under practice and once i figured out what it was it's like okay we need to find a way to manufacture this as extreme as possible to get as close as possible and that's where fighting came in where it's like that is so terrifying and it's like that's the closest you can get without actual real life you know um, right 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 consequences other than there's physical consequences you know that can be uh dire but you know, you want to get as close as you can possible. And you should think about those moments constantly and how you are going to react in a certain situation. Manufacture them in your head. Yeah. Make them up and think, okay, am I man enough to, to walk away from this? Or is my ego too big to where I'm going to have to just react? Right. Yeah. Because your reaction is ego-based. Yeah. I think Will Smith's reaction is, is a product of him just be having that fear and that trauma, but not ever practicing making it better. Right. So right. I think his reaction is bullshit. And he's a pussy because Chris Rock's like 150 pounds. Well, it, it was definitely. It was 100 percent inappropriate what he did. He knew he was they're, they're, they're both hardcore comedians. It was on the biggest stage. It wasn't it wasn't even a harsh comment. But I think maybe he saw it as an opportunity to heal his own personal wound. Like what'd you say? Ego based. Yeah. I think it was an like somehow it, it was an opportunity to heal his own personal wound. Yes. And and yeah, it was and, and it was and it was an enormous fail. Like he should have done that in an alley with some yeah. dude trying to take his wife's purse if he needed to face it. Not some fucking, like you said, 150 pound comedian who's your brother in, 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 in colleague and peer in your profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was fucking, it was fucking retarded. I feel sorry for Chris. I feel sorry for, uh, for both of them. And I thought Chris Rock handled it perfectly. He handled it. He handled it great. Yeah. And yeah. I think that there are these situations in life. And I even how he hit him, he didn't even mean it. Right. Yeah. And like, 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 well, my, my wife's hit me before, like, and she hits me like, like this, um, not like, like, not like, like lost control hit me, but like, mm -hmm. she hits me, like she pulls back when she hits me. And I always tell her about that. I'm like, Hey, don't fucking pull back. And Tony Blauer talks about that too. You have to give yourself permission. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you experience that in the ring? No, you but in, in sparring, I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's sparring. It's really hard to. Uh, make sure you're constantly checking yourself that you're actually pulling back because you don't want to hurt your partners. But then man, when you get on, uh, on the focus mitts and your coach has the body shield on and you're a week out and you went through all this shit of sparring and you're just wanting to knock somebody out and you're wanting to really see what kind of power you have or, or, or any of that. And you yeah. just can rip into those pads and all you can think about is like, okay, now we can release it because we're ready. Like we can go into the fight and release it, like feel the full extension, the full follow through everything. And when you land, God, it feels great. <laughs> when I see my kids train jujitsu, there's almost like this. They don't come at each other at a 10. One kid comes at each other with a two and the other kid's a one. And then the kid mm -hmm. who is a one goes to a three. And then that kid goes to a four and it escalates, right? Like a fight, yeah. like with maybe one of your siblings. Right. 
But you're saying, um, in, uh, and, and I guess that's how sparring might work too, but you're saying once you're in the ring in a fight, it's not like that. No, it's a hundred right away. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh, if I can knock this guy out in three seconds, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So what were, what were you going to say about Chris Rock? And if you remember, sorry, when I interrupted Chris Rock and Will Smith, do you remember what you were um, saying? I interrupted. I think about these situations. They come about in life all the time. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated with uh, psychology and philosophy and how we work um, and why we do things. Um, and so I, I, I try to identify situations every which way possible within myself, within my past, within other people's past, within their stories. They're everywhere. There's, there's, there's an, freaking i mean endless encyclopedia out there for you to unfuck yourself yeah 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 so when i look at these and i evaluate them i just go okay what could have happened like what happened what could have happened sorry hold your hold oh no they hung up go ahead okay back to unfucking yourself the the endless tools out there to unfuck yourself yeah so you you have to you have to break them down um and and try to define everything as best as possible uh, and this is, you know, an evaluation. So it's, you're, you're, you're kind of getting it in the weeds of like, Hey, what was going through Will Smith's head? What was going through Chris Rock's head? This and that. Right. But you can, you can kind of gather some. So like I told you about Will Smith, it seemed like an ego, uh, reaction, not a response. Um, in, the, in these situations, I want to be the guy who responds, not reacts. So that's easy. Right. It's like, I, because you look way better, you're going to interact with, hundreds of thousands of people in your entire life. And every single one of those people are going to come away with a memory of you. How do you want that memory of you to be? You that I was in, con- be- that I was in control. The cool guy is always the one who's in control. Yes. Of himself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think about the ex-girlfriend that I had in high school, that their last memory of me is not so good. And, and not to say, not to be so egotistical to think that they think about me. You know what I mean? Right, they don't. right, I'm, right, I'm right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm but, with you. But I guarantee you, if I saw her dad, he probably still want to shoot me, you know, or whatever. Right, like, right. like, like it, it's just how do you want people to perceive who you are? And to do that is to really hone in on these scenarios and go, okay, do I really have the 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 gall to just bury my ego in a situation where I want to react, you know? Um, because in, in articulate response is freaking powerful. It is. And man, by, by articulate, you mean not only verbally, but you mean, uh, emotionally and physically. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it's, it's not as, uh, satiating as, as an egotistical reaction, but it's like, um, you know, ego stuff is like pancakes. I mean, they're delicious until 10 minutes after you eat them, you feel like dog shit, but if you're healthy throughout your whole life, it's an incredible reward. And I want my daughter to see who I am. Yeah. That's that's my most important uh, person in my life that I want her, her perception to be something worth following, you know, something that she wants to be like dad, um, measured and um, even keeled and uh, have a certain level of equanimity um, that, that you can. Yep. Great word. Great word. I, I, I see this in, in male, you know, uh, archetypes all growing up and I didn't have a father around, um, to give me this day to day, how you interact with mom, you know, 
what are you doing when you get off of work? Are you snapping a beer open and, and then you're ignoring your, your, your wife or are you, are you engaging? Are you present? You know, um, wh what are you doing to take care of the household? Um, those, those are like small leadership, just actions that kids follow. Um, and so equanimity, mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. Great word. I got, um, I got a very, very sweet compliment from, um, from my fiance the other night and it was about everything that I talked about just now of, of, of being controlled, right. And being measured. And she just essentially said that she's so incredibly fortunate for me and, and the way I am and the way I treat her and provide for her. And, and just the, our relationship is, is very, uh, everything reciprocates. Um, she is a godsend, man. She, it, she's so incredible, but she gave me this compliment and, and, and she knows, um, she knows this, but I always, I always, um, remind her, I go, baby, you have to, it, it's, it's imperative that every time you think those nice things of me and you, you see what you see and you have these perceptions and, and they're all exactly who I believe myself to be, but it's imperative that you also understand I was every guy who ever broke your heart. I was every person where you see something doing egregious, like I've broken the law. I've made mistakes. You're capable. I've, yep. I've, I've made a, I've made a, a damn fool of myself in more than many places. I've, I've disrespected my mother. I've, I've, uh, you know, shit on the family name by, by just the way I've had represented myself in the past. I've hurt people but I'm not that anymore. And it took a long road of understanding, accepting that you, you were a piece of shit to, to unfuck yourself, you know? And so every time she gives me a compliment, I try to remind her, you know, because I think it's important that when you see somebody who's doing it incredibly well, like Sevan Matosian, how did you get there? Right. They have a story. And right. they weren't Sevon Matosian at 50 years old. I want to know about Sevon at 20, 20 years yep. old, living yep. homeless and, and, you know, smoking weed every day. Yep. You know, what kind of crazy, stupid ass mistakes did you make then? Yep. Um, that's what makes a person. And as yep. long as we can progress and as long as we're um, growing from our past self, which was yesterday. Yep. I mean, you can get there. And I think um, everybody's going to get there, uh, hopefully. I mean, most people will get there. But I never wanted to be the guy who was a 40-year-old. And they're like, man, like, yeah, you got it together, you know, or a 35-year-old. And they're like, we're, we're 30, in their 30s, 35, seems to be the age where like, oh, that's when you get it together as a young man. Like, you get it together when you're in your mid-30s. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I want to get it together now. Yeah. Yeah. You all and the people who do get it together kind of once they get on the path, they're always doing that too. They're like, yes. you know what I mean? Once yes. you, for me, it was, for me, it, it, it didn't start till later, but once it starts, you just stay on that path. Anyone there, in there, there, there's, it eats away at you. I want to throw one thing out there uh, for those of you, um, for those of you who want to work on that, the greatest tool that I've ever seen for you want to be responsive instead of reactionary is start practicing taking a breath before you do everything. 
And I, and that's how, why I would always, when I would do the behind the scenes interviews, there's an interviewer from a young man when I've interviewed people. But when I ask a question, I don't do it so much on this show, but I do still practice the technique. I ask a question and there'll be an uncomfortable silence and I'll want to fill it. And instead of filling it, I'll take a breath. Because that will usually give the person to go somewhere really deep and come back with something. But it's the same thing with, once again, you're driving down the road and someone flips you off. If you can catch your hand before you flip them off back and take a breath, you are now practicing responsiveness and control. And every time, sorry, 99.99999% of the time, it will serve you. You'll take that breath and option B will pop up and it'll be better than option A. 99 yes. fucking percent of the fucking uh, time. And, and and that's what I think um, uh, Dylan was saying. I also want to make an observation about you. You are extremely um, romantic. By that, I mean not romantic in the sense like um, uh, I, I think what romantic means in the in literature is you speak from a place of timelessness. The stuff you're saying, a man could have said a thousand years ago and he could mm -hmm. say in a thousand years. It's a. Yes. Uh, these, these are you talk like you've been around forever. It's kind of crazy. OK, sorry. Go on. Go on. If you can remember where you were. Um, I think it was um, uh, fairly, fairly wrapped up, but I do want to point something out with that. Um, I think it was a 2016 regional um, West Coast regionals. You were doing behind the scenes, which is a great one. I love that one. Um, but in particular, there was a there was a scene with um, or a, uh, a brief interview uh, with um, your your good friend Ronnie Teasdale. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. And at one point, you catch him a um, couple events in, and you're asking him a, a couple questions just about like the you know how are you feeling with the standings, you know, and this and that. And then you and then you just follow him, and you said. A few years ago, there was an incident with you in a ghost bar and your judge. And he's like, and you're like, now, I mean, you look like you're getting along great with your judge. And he didn't want to talk about it. But you just kept kind of like, you um, you didn't press, but you, you, like you said, exactly. You just, you let him stew on it. And, and, and he responded eventually. And, and man what he said was so incredibly wise and so misdirected at the same time. Um, he responded with, you're talking about 10 seconds of my life four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I, I couldn't remember mind, what he said until you said it. That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, yeah. mind exploded when yeah, he said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how profound that was. I, I, I mean, it was just, uh, but as I got older, the way, you know, the way I perceive that now is so, it, 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 he had 50% of it, which was the notion of, hey, man, we should not define people about a few moments in their life years ago. And that's what we see with cancel culture, right? They bring up a tweet from 10 years ago or all that right. bullshit, right? You don't define somebody in their character and who they are by old times. We have to assume or at least give the benefit of the doubt that they, they've grown Right. And I also think it's incredibly important for you, you as yourself to look at those moments in time years ago and understand that that is a definition of you to some people 
And so how are you not going to let that be created again? Right. Oh, yeah, right, right. So you have to other and people. He see, and he seems to have done that. Yes. He's a remarkable human being. Yeah. He is fucking remarkable. Yeah. He was he used to be so fucking hard. You know, he's a fucking fighter. He's a killer inside. Yeah. And now he's soft. Yeah. He he well, soft isn't the right word. He's supple now. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't that didn't come without work. Right. You can tell he's worked on a lot. Holy like, and, shit. And even then at that moment, like I said, that was incredibly that response is perfect. Um, from outsider's perspective, we should not define anybody by a moment in time years ago. Um, but within ourselves, we absolutely should and go, okay, I'm defined by oh, I like that. every I like that. moment because it, it shapes who I am as long as I'm willing to recognize that moment. Naming is the origin of all particular things. Name those things in your life. They're there. Wow, I've never heard it used like that. Fuck, that's good. Wow. But they're there, you know, like, you yeah, have to, yeah, you have yeah, to, and it takes, yeah, it's hard. It's so hard to go within yourself because it's yeah. a dark place. <laughs> it sucks in there, you know, but it does get better. It yes. does get better. It, do, it gets so much better. Yes, it absolutely. It, it, the other side of it is, yeah. it, is just, man, it's indescribable. Um, I was probably in a really dark place when you're 27. Yes. Yeah, I was probably starting to go. I was probably in some pretty dark places at twenty-seven. Some, it's some a, pretty dark it, places. Not like not like dark, like as in like fucking like what it's like growing up in Sudan or Somalia. Not like fucked up like that, but just in my own personal head, the 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 demons in my own head were fucking loud and not even mm-hmm. bad. There's there's different degrees, right? My my motherfuckers were just loud. Yeah louds but there's some people who got like you know like when i hear like bart simpson told me to kill my family i'm like oh fuck you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like yeah like i didn't have no shit like that it was just fucking loud there was no escape there was just no escape i I didn't have a i didn't have it i was trapped in there i think my brain i don't know what it does i I, it just goes it's just like you know if you put like ten thousand dollars in one of those money counters and it's like yeah yeah that's my head all day thinking about everything it's 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 weird and it's been it's been this way for as long as i can remember but i just that goes away in the ring that goes away in the ring yes okay sorry Um, that feels like you're watching what i feel like i'm watching a different movie than everyone else oh yeah i i don't think i i think i see everything completely different than anyone because i'm i'm processing simple simple situations not even mine they could just be um whatever and watching something watching a movie or it could be out you know two guys arguing on the street it's like the way i process it and take it it, it is it's just it never ends um the way i process like uh, traffic and, and being cut off in traffic and, and and when that subtle like urge to be mad like comes in i go whoa what was that like what, why, like, why did that even come in? And, and, and so I have to unpack that and, and figure out, okay, what was happening beforehand? Why am I seemingly like, you know, a bit uh, shorter fuse today than normally? And then I can, as I follow that trail down and continue to extrapolate, 
I can pinpoint a reason why and I can mitigate it from happening in the future. So now wow. it's not a matter of holding your hand to keep you from flipping off the guy, but it's a matter of even letting it bother you in the first place. Right, 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 right. And, and it's, it's taken years of practice, years of, of th those thoughts. That, that's, that's the practice. And it all stemmed from a dark place that, you know, um, I was dragged out of by a few good people. And um, when you have a brain that goes like that, it gets dark. <laughs> you know? How did, how did, how did, how, what do you mean you dragged out? How did someone help you from that? My dad called me a pussy. <laughs> uh huh. I was, I was living in his basement and I had no direction or, or anything. And, and I thought I knew a whole lot of things, you know, and I was slapped in the face by reality that said, you don't know shit, motherfucker. And just everything was taken from me. Um, and that was due to my, my doings, you know, it was, it was, it was a poor mindset that really culminated all of it. Um, I had, I had, a, I had this idea, uh, when I first moved out here, which was four years ago, five years ago, whatever, um, that I wanted, you know, be a CrossFit games athlete. I wanted to, <laughs> I was going to, I just wanted to change up, change it up. And I knew that with the change up of, of where I lived. Um, I could focus on CrossFit. I could live with the old man for a couple, you know, for a couple months until I figure out how to, you know, get on my feet. Um, and then, you know, as soon as I moved out here, I, I went to a gym and, um, I met a girl and, you know, fell in love with her and I was so misguided and so misdirected that I became pathetic because I was so wanting this fallacy i was chasing this fallacy that was that was disguised as destiny in my head you know right. it was disguised as a prophecy in my head that i was going to be this crossfit games athlete all the while i didn't have the work ethic you know to, to make it happen and i didn't have the wherewithal to make the sacrifices of working a full-time job i didn't want to work and and it was just um it, it, it affected me in, in the gym. It affected me in the relationship. And I became someone who I, I, I don't even know who that person is. And I was never that person before, I don't think. But um, I became like self-loathing in my own head. Not overtly, but in my own head, I was like, man, I hate work. I hate, uh, you know, just looking forward for the weekend. And, and, and slowly but surely, I just crumbled as a person. And I became resentful and I became negative in others' success. Um, I became negative in other people who had it figured out. Yeah, that's a bad trap. That is a huge, that was an awakening moment for me too. When I realized, wow, I remember, I remember exactly where I was. Resenting other people is stupid. Mm -hmm. That went away in a moment. I that was so, I was so lucky when I realized that. It's a Be happy for other people. It's the grossest feeling, you know? Yeah. And, and you don't even know most people. And what's crazy is most people are like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why they're not successful. That's yeah, why well, they don't have what they want. From, from, from yeah. being successful in that moment. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, so. So your dad you know, called you a pussy and that, that whole bubble just popped? Well, You're like, it, he's right? Yeah. I mean, cause it, it was, it was when I moved out here, I met this girl at this gym and I made a bunch of friends by proxy of her and the gym. And when she dumped my sorry ass, <laughs> you know, I, they were her friends. So 
I yeah. all of a sudden had no friends, no gym, and mm. not not to um, not to discredit the gym. They they welcomed me, you know. They, um, yeah. But but I didn't, you know. I made those choices not to talk yeah. to those friends anymore because I felt yeah. like it, I didn't want them to feel weird. I didn't yeah. want to go back to the gym and and, and see her. It was too painful because yeah. we had, you know, there there was a miscarriage, and that was really hard to deal with, and also an eye opener of like. You couldn't possibly more, be more unprepared for something like that, right? Uh, for meaning a, a, a child, the relationship was was not prepared because I, I was not, you know, I was not the right fit for, for many reasons. And 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 then to think, okay, this is happening, and you're you're knuckling down, you're saying, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, okay, but it's beautiful, it's awesome, like let's let's go, let's ride out, and then the miscarriage happens, it's devastating, and then you just continue to be shittier because you're devastated and and you, you know and you're broke and you I, I mean and then yeah you become pathetic and so you dumped because you're not of the same cloth as this person you know and they make the right decision by doing that and i hope anyone in a similar situation though you might love someone fucking cut them out because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me too and it's the best thing i'm sure that's happened to her but you know you mean getting out of that relationship yes yes you know, I, I want to go back to what you just said about uh, preparing for a child. One of the, my wife told me that before we ever have a child together, that I would have to do a vipassana retreat. And a vipassana retreat is where you go and basically you you sit for ten days and you you're not allowed to talk or make eye contact with another human being. And when you don't make eye contact with another human being, what happens is you're forced to. We're all just mirrors here, and that becomes very apparent very quickly right. in that type of setting. And uh, and you have to face yourself in a way that's that most people don't even, I think even come close to it's basically like doing fucking thousand hits of acid. Unfortunately, the whole Vipassana retreat thing got all fucked up. I, I would not recommend that program to anyone anymore because they demand that humans take injections now to do that program. But what was fascinating about that program before is they wouldn't even accept money for it. You could just do the program for free. You can just go, oh, wow. not only could you do it for free, they didn't accept money. You had to do the program. They gave you an envelope. And then when you got home, you could send money if you wanted to. So that way it couldn't be corrupted at all, but obviously it was corrupted. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, and, and there's other couples that I've met, um, famous couples who, uh, I've met them and they talk about the year or two of counseling they did together before they got married. Now, I don't want to poo poo that, but I don't think a year or two of counseling before you get married is more is even close to as powerful as doing a 10 day retreat on yourself before, mm -hmm. because um, once you can navigate yourself and your own happiness, you can be really, really powerful in someone else's life. And that's what your wife is experiencing when she's around you. You there's two things that you're probably doing for her. Uh, at least and, and my wife has has trained me uh, and still trains me to this day to be like that create space for her so when my wife goes in her head or she's menstruating or the week before if she's in her head that is not a time for me to go in my head that is a time for me to create space and be uh, responsive and not reactive mm -hmm. do not do not engage that person in a, in a reactive way it's not going to be good and uh and, and 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 don't keep her in a box right. set my wife free i don't know her don't act like you know me. Always let try to always let her be free in the moment, and she should try to let me be free so that we can continue to grow. You know, but and, and, and you see couples do that selves to each other. Time. Well, you always do this. It's usually in the fighting sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you just expect what their next move is. 
Just take a step back, take a breath, let them out of their patterns. Don't force them to be this, you know, that act, you know, they, yes. I, I don't want my wife to be that, the, the fight I had with my mom in the eighth grade over and over and over. I don't want to be the, the, the fight she had with her father, her sophomore year over and over and over and reacting those traumas. Like, Hey, we got to set each other free. And one person has to be, to become uh, to what I call hold the space or what you were calling responsive, not reactive. So, yes. so and, and if you don't do that, you, I, I don't think you'll have happiness in your life. You will not. But I, it'll I think it's the only way. Happiness will at least be a misnomer. You know oh, what? What do you mean by that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Happiness will be the Mercedes Benz that you buy yes. and the six drinks you have before you go to bed, and not and not like yes. running down the beach being like agape. Are you are you yeah. religious, man? Are you Christian? I am. You are. Yeah. Yes. Um. What? What? Thank you for for jumping in. Um. What, what, awesome talking to you. I'll be watching the show May sixth. And then um, I think we should just do like a, another show, like pretty like when, whenever you're um, healed up and, uh, and and just watch the show. We'll have like uh, Caleb or Sousa or Will play it really slow and you'll be like and I'll be like, wait, stop it. Well, tell us what happened here, Dylan, and you can walk us through it. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that would that would be great. Um, I, I would love I, I'm open to anything. I'm open to just coming on here and talk. I'm open to breaking down the fight. I mean, whatever you want, man. OK, I, cool. I, I, I love what you're doing. Um, Thank you. It's, Thank you for your support. You've been, you've been, you've been our greatest supporter. I think maybe uh, Sarah Cox has surpassed you, but besides her, uh, superficially yeah, well, speaking, uh, you, you have been our greatest supporter and it, it's, it's really awesome. I just, you know, I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to be on live sometimes and, and you know, and get the donation in. So, um, but, and then I got a daughter on the way, man, you're not getting 20 bucks Woo. all the time anymore. You know? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but, you've done, you've done your share. Hey, uh, Dylan Val is fighting May 6th, um, Aries Fight Series. That's this Friday. Uh, look it up. Do you know what time? Um, well, I think the I think the event starts at 6. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, 6 p.m. Yep. I don't know exactly when I'm going on just yet. It'll be a couple-hour event. Okay. And do you know where they, how they watch it or how where or how? Yes, Combat Cast TV. Combat Cast, CombatCast.tv. CombatCast.tv. I wonder why they don't get out why what it would take for them to get on um um com, oh wait I combat oh cast dot tv I put dot com I wonder what it would take for them to um get on uh fight pass right yeah I think um there are a few organizations that are, that are getting on fight pass but uh they're they're a fairly new one so I think it'll be a while for them you got to probably show a lot of numbers to get on fight pass. I don't know. I would think they would want everyone that they would just want to be the home of all that shit. But yeah. here it is. Combat cast, a uh, dot TV, a view tab. Uh, st- uh, no, that's for- okay. Cool. Well, I'll be watching. I am pumped. Hey man, can I, um, can I say, please? Something? Yes. Wait. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Just to kind of, uh, polish off uh what i was talking about before i mean please um the interactions that you have with people and 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 what you you have a lasting impact on people and when i first showed up here i had no one and i walked into a gym called fort Wright crossfit the 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 thing that the affiliates do for people is incredible because 
when the gym owners and the coaches are just so inviting and welcoming that if you're in a new place and you're trying to find a group, man, go into an affiliate because it's just, it, it instantly you have friends, you know, and, and, and Zach Watts was training there. And oh yeah. Yeah. How do I know that name? That's a games athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He went to the games last year. Um, okay. you interviewed him for like two hours. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> he, dude, he and his family were so incredibly welcome. They they invited me. I was I'd been there for like a week and they were like, hey man, you know, it's July 4th. Like, come over to our house and, and we're having a barbecue and a get together and all that. I mean, that's that sticks with me when, when I carry that on, you know, and I go, man, they they were so incredibly just and so I what I'm getting at is do I want to do that for people. So I think my interactions that, that I that I have with people, I try to do that. You know, I try to be inviting or I try to be um, leave leave some kind of an impact that that's worth um, you know sticking around in somebody's head that's positive, right? Like, <laughs> and Gabe did that. I think Gabe did that with you, and 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 I that's I love, dude. What you have with Gabe? Oh, he's great, oh, dude. You found a freaking diamond. Like that dude is. I mean, I told you, I told you he wanted to sponsor the show. And I said, basically like, no, I already got a coffee dude. And and I, and I can't say anything nice about your coffee. And he goes, I don't care. Yep. And then I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, well, can you send me a bag of your coffee so I can taste it before we, before I say anything about it? And he goes, yeah, but I just want to send you money though. Cause I don't want the show to go away. And and he was actually right. Like we, like we needed the money. We need the money. Dude. He's, he's, he's just truly just, in his, his his um oh this is the wrong cup i thought this was my paper street cup <laughs> but yeah yeah and invested I, into what what he what his business is and he wants his business to be him right yeah yeah and that, and his that, coffee's great and he roasted himself sorry no, just I, have to I, say I, that i reached out to him and i wanted to get, get him in touch with um taylor starling the bare knuckle fighter oh yeah um, yeah yeah she, she, I've tried to get you in touch with her, but you ignore me. So yeah. no, 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 no. You actually hooked us up and her and I started DMing. I just wrote her name again. Awesome. I need I love to, to hear that. Yeah. 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 Is, is, by the way, is this Fort CrossFit? Is this in Northern Kentucky? Was I on the right one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Zach Watts actually owns his own affiliate now. Oh, what's that one called? CrossFit Illuminate. I need to see like a, a light bulb because Watts, you know, it's a great name. It's a great place. Zach. I've worked out there. I had, uh, I had him put me through a freaking 40 minute soul snatching thrash fest. <laughs> I wanted to do something, uh, something different for camp. Oh, this is, um, who's his girlfriend? Bailey. <clears throat> I don't Bailey rail. Maiden. No, not, no, 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 not Bailey rail. That's Tyler Christopher's chick. Yeah. 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 There you go. Oh, okay. I, I recognize Zach now. Fuck. My memory is bad. <laughs> he's a hoss. Dude. He's, 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 yeah, he's so fit. He's, he's huge too. Like when I stand next to him, I feel puny, <laughs> like, but yeah, Fort Wright's great too. I mean, uh, Stephanie Stark and, and Kyle Stark Kyle was a team's athlete, I think, uh, in the games back in the day. Um, they were amazing. Uh, just. Okay. Incredibly grateful for those experiences. Um, hey, you know, what's interesting when I think of CrossFit versus UFC or fighting, I would always say fighting is harder. But you said something today that made me realize CrossFit's just different. Mm. 
like it, it's it's kind of hard to compare the two because anyone can fight but but not everyone can do but anyone anyone can and everybody does mm. on some on some level verbally on behind their keyboard but like everyone can but everyone doesn't do crossfit mm. there yeah. i i just feel like if you wanted to pursue your ufc career you could stay delusional longer. Uh, I don't know if that's true. There's just something different that has to be explored on a different show. It's just <laughs> interesting because 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 you can just go out in your yard and like just start punching bags and shit. But like if I if I if I if I have you do Fran once, you there's a chance you might never want to do it again. again if <laughs> yeah. I punch you in the face, you might never want to be punched in the face. That's again. what okay. that's how Greg said to define CrossFit. He said you don't tell him that's constantly very functional movements. You know you you don't say all that. You put a barrel in their hand and tell them to do Fran, and then when they're on the floor you know, trying to catch their breath and dying. That's when you tell them like, Hey, you know, <laughs> that's, that's CrossFit. it. Yeah. Yeah. That was at one of his seminars he did a while back that I saw on, on YouTube. But, um, Gabe, when I reached, when I reached out to Gabe to get him in touch with Taylor, because I wanted to figure out a way to garner him some attention, uh, you know, um, not that he needs me to do it. Right. But I was just like, that would be a cool link. I know she's going to be fighting for the title here soon. And, and, and she'll be, she's, she's got a big fan base. So that would be cool, you know, uh, to see him, he, you know, have, have his logo on her, you know, um, and, and the dude reached out back to me and said, I want to sponsor you too. Wow. And I was like, um, I was like, dude, I, I'm nobody, dude. I'm not asking for money or anything. I just want to wear your brand. I don't, uh, you know, I, like, and he was like, no, I definitely want to send you money. I'm going to hook you up with coffee, all that stuff. And I couldn't believe it. It was, he's freaking amazing, dude. No wonder I haven't been getting as much coffee. You're getting my coffee. <laughs> hey, when is she fight? So she's three and zero in bare knuckle. Yes. And when does she fight for the title? It's a big. Uh, I think it's a big fiasco right now. I don't. I don't really know. I know the 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 title holder was wanting her, but BKFC was like maybe get one more. So she's in. She's she's been going back and forth with another girl who could possibly be doing it, be fighting for the title, but it, she just attacked her and took her belt. So I think she's, she's looking good for uh, the next prospect to fight for the belt. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, um, let me see if I've, I'm seeing if I've DM'd her before. Hmm. All right. No messages popped up. I'll DM her now. Oh, did you see, did you see, do you follow Josh Emmett? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I I had him on the show, and I I thought I thought he would be a good fight for uh, Volkanovski instead of the Korean Zombie, but it looks like he's gonna he's I think he's fucking eleven and zero or twelve and zero, and I yeah. think, um, I think he's gonna fight Calvin Cater in June, and if he wins, oh, that would be a great fight. Yeah, it's gonna be a great fight. Very high volume fight for sure. And those boys can crack both of them. Why didn't you watch the fights um, last night? I was too helping close a friend to your fight. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no. Actually, I dive into fights um, because they're scary. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a. Uh, you have random bouts of nerves, like adrenaline dumps, throughout the day, um, and I think it's important to sit in those and let them come in and and go. Okay, what is causing that? And it's typically a fear of, or I guess the thought of like. Um, get knocked out instantly or whatever, or like just, you just thinking about it for, for a couple months, you know? And, and so instead of straying away, I just watch as many fights as I can 
because it makes my adrenaline pump when a fight comes on. Because yeah. you're just thinking about it even more. So it's like, let's ramp it up to 11 and really dig into that nerve, you know, into those nerves. That way we yeah. can control them and mitigate them. Um, we still want them, right? We want a healthy amount of them though. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll watch every UFC fight, you know, and, uh, that, that comes on throughout camp, but the scarier ones are the amateur fights because those are more relatable to me, you know, uh, on where I am. And, and when you see somebody get knocked dead in an amateur fight, you, with the UFC, it's a bit of a detachment, right? It seems like it's so far away that you're like, yeah, they're the highest level, that's what happens up there. But when you see it on the lowest level, you go, fuck. <laughs> like that could yeah, be yeah, thing, yeah. You know? I'm feeling you on that. I'm fe totally I, feeling you on that. I dive in. I dive into those nerves, man. I like exploring them. I like exploring my emotions. Well, you're going to be so happy when you watch the Rob Font uh, Cheeto Vera fight. I heard it was great. It was insane. Yeah, those guys are I, killers. What's crazy is just how good Rob Font is and that Cheeto Vera and Jose Aldo now have, have withstood the storm that is Rob Font. I mean, Rob Font is so fucking good yeah and for those d two dudes to come out i didn't i'm assuming cheeto vera won i i started the podcast before the fight was over yeah it was, like well it was over but i didn't get it went the distance did he win yeah. do you know i think so i mean i saw a post from him uh that was him kneeing rob font in the face and then and then another one get him getting up off the top it looked like he won look like he smashed him in the last round dude rob font punched cheeto vera so fucking hard so many times in the face Mm -hmm. Rob Font's jab is nuts. He, yeah, he's great. And what he's got at that gym there, he, he's, he's cultivating, uh, I mean, these, these athletes that are, uh, who is that? Uh, I've tried to get the guy on the show. Who's his coach? Uh, uh, Tyson Chartier chart. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Uh, but yeah. you know, he's got, he's got cater there. He's got Moutinho and like they can breed Moutinho to be, just as savage as they are, you know? Um, and like, uh, there's a different, they, they're a different breed. It seems like, you know, they have a certain yes. level of grit and toughness to them. That's, that's, yes. uh, that's really beyond reproach because you, you watch any one of them fight and you go, Holy shit. <laughs> like they don't stop. like cater and Holloway was absolutely yep. batshit crazy. Right. Yep. Yep. Probably the most absolutely. memorable fight I've ever seen. And then he comes back from that when everyone's doubting him and he smashes everybody's nightmare in Giga Chikadze. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's Destroyed right. Him because yes. he executed his game plan perfectly. And he was like, y'all must've forgot who the fuck right. I am. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh shit. Oh shit. Look at this. Oh shit. Alexis. Hello. I'm so sorry. I did not receive. I don't know why. WhatsApp. <laughs> I just, I just like, I, I was looking at my phone and I received the WhatsApp uh, like message like on my notifications like I was just on my phone and I received it like boom like I don't know why I, I see that you send me a message like uh, two hours. Don't ago. worry, don't worry. We have to I'm reschedule, so ladies and gentlemen. What, what a fascinating thing we have uh, uh, Dylan Vowell on uh, uh, who has a, a fight on May six. We'll all be watching at six p.m. and we have our guest. Uh, who is supposed to be the guest for the show. We watched all your videos in the first six minutes of the show. Alexis Landau. Don't worry. Um, he's from France, France, 
and uh, he's the urban climber, and we will reschedule with Alexis. Thank you. I'm just glad you came on. Don't eat, I, Alexis. So don't trip, dude. Don't even I'm trip. So we had a we had a great show. Uh, I will Thanks. check in with you guys. I'm going to talk to you after the show, so don't go anywhere, Alexis. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will see you guys tonight when we have primetime Alex sign on. That's going to be a wild show. I hope a bunch of you guys will call in. I'll have Matt Souza doing the back end.